Hello and welcome to Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space, the podcast intent on exploring all that science fiction and fantasy has to offer, one movie at a time. My name is Joel. My name is Sarah. My name is Aaron. And I'm Jose. This week was Event Horizon from 1997, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Not to be confused with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Or Wes Anderson. Or any other Anderson, for that matter. Mm Mm-hmm. There's a lot of options. This guy could get mixed up all kinds of ways. Starring Lawrence Fishburne as Captain Miller, Sam Neill as Dr. William Weir, Kathleen Quinlan as Peters. Jolie Richardson as Lieutenant Stark. Richard T. Jones as Cooper. Jack Noseworthy as Justin. Jason Isaacs as DJ. And Sean Pertwee as Smith. That is a that is a hell of a cast. Hmm? Yeah. It's very it's very British, right? Is there like at least two or three Brits in this movie? Yeah, they seem to be from all over the place, as long mm-hmm. as it's an English-speaking country. Yeah. Like, I don't know what accent Jolie Richardson had. Do you have any idea? I think they're British. British. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure it's British. Hmm. Well, Sam Neill is... He was born in Ireland, but it says he's a New Zealand actor. Hmm. So, I don't think I've ever heard a New Zealand accent out of him. He's always doing the British he does. It's what sells. Yeah, people don't want those New Zealanders. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. Written by Philip Eisner and the cinematographer on this movie. And uh, normally I don't point that stuff out. This is Adrian Biddle. And the reason why I wanted to point him out here is because this is a beautiful looking movie. And it's not it's not low budget or anything like that. But it's not a low budget movie. Yeah, it's it's it did seem weird to me that it would look so good. Well, I mean, 97, right? That's when this movie came out. Mm hmm. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of really cheesy sci-fi movies out there, but I think the proper amount of budget was definitely spent on spaceships and rooms that look like spaceships. All the practical effects, too. Yeah. Couldn't tell. I mean, how much practical was going on as opposed to green screen? You you could definitely tell when it was green screen. Hey, I'm not an expert on stuff. Or at least the green screen that, you know, was on there was was pretty apparent and pretty bad. <laughs> well, which part are you talking about? When uh, Lawrence Fishburne is just floating in the middle of the room? No, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It could have been much worse. <laughs> totally. I think I, I think he did stick out a little bit. Adrian Biddle was also the cinematographer on V for Vendetta, uh, Shanghai Nights, uh, whatever. <laughs> the Mummy yes. Returns, Reign of Fire. <laughs> 101 Dalmatians, woo, the world is not enough. Uh, let's see, oh, Judge Dredd, the one with Sylvester Stallone. Yes. 
City Slickers 2, Legend of Curly's Gold. I saw that in the theater. Willow. Oh. The Princess Bride. Yes. Aliens. Oh, sh- so, well, yeah. aliens? aliens. He did have yeah. a pedigree. Oh, wow. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, that kind of explains why the Lois and Clark, that one ship that everyone decided to fly in to begin with, was very reminiscent of Alien. That's cool. That definitely makes sense to me, at least. I'm surprised they're still talking about Lewis and Clark in this year yeah. that it takes place. 2047? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's only 37 years in, or 31 years in our future. It's not, you know, hasn't been erased from the history books yet. Wait, didn't they give us a little timeline? Yeah, first first colony on the moon in 2015, so look forward to that. And then it skips forward, I don't remember how much, and then the Event Horizon mission is in 2040. And then it disappears, and then the story's in 2047. So we've already... I was thinking of it in terms of if we were already on the moon, like, living there. Or if people were already on the moon living there, that I was surprised that they would name a spaceship the Lewis and Clark still. Yeah, Yeah, wouldn't it have been named, like, after the first colonists of the moon or some other cool space thing? Maybe it was Lewis and Clark. Maybe. (laughs) Two different people. Or cloned of the original Lewis and Clark. They just couldn't stop discovering things. That's true. It's a legacy they have to continue. Anyway, this movie was Jose's pick. Yeah, it was. Although, I don't know if he remembered he picked it, because he kept going, you need to watch it, you need to watch it, you need to watch it. Pretty much. I'm I'm, I'm a big fan of this movie. I really liked it. You saw it when you were like three or whatever? (laughs) Oh, no. Nothing like that. I, I, I barely saw this about, I don't know, two years ago. Um... I had a buddy of mine who kept saying, hey, watch this movie. He just told me it was a sci-fi flick. Didn't tell me it was horror. And um, I was going on a horror binge for a while there. Nice. And I I saw a post where they, they, they had still images of all the very grotesque quick cuts in this movie. Mm. And I thought, whoa, I got to see that. <laughs> yeah. And that's and, and and that's what 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 drove me to 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 see the movie, and I was surprised. It was it was great, um, you know. Saw it in a very you know very moody atmosphere, volume turned up, plenty of jump scares, which I love, and it was it was awesome. And I've been showing it to friends ever since. Nice, whether they like it or not. <laughs> yeah. So you want to give a quick synopsis of what happens in this movie? Uh, space stuff. If you want a quick one, lots and lots of space stuff. Okay, so like uh, Apollo 13. More or less, but with more, you know, I don't know, violence and gore. Um, so Okay, so like Apollo 13 meets Halloween. We used to have a problem in our black hole generating machine. They have a problem, for sure. In our spiky room. Mmm. Don't get me started on the spiky room already. <laughs> Is that a bit too early? Yeah, too early of a reveal. Sorry, we'll dive into that later. Sorry, sorry audience. Let's. Uh, <laughs> room is I like this. I like this movie, but I had problems with it. What can I say? <laughs> I I would totally rewatch the movie again. In fact, I did rewatch it again. I watched it twice since we since uh, Jose had picked it out, and uh, I think it's a super enjoyable movie. But mm. well, I'm gonna say that uh, I I I took a quick um, poll. With most people that I that I've talked to today, that I was going to see this movie, and I was like, I'm going to watch Event Horizon, 
And the first dude I told had this look in his, his eye that he was like, why are you going to do that? Like, <laughs> 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 Got bad reputation. Huh? Yeah. No, I mean, I've seen this movie prior, prior to this viewing. And so, like, I, I love it, too. I think it's, like, uh, just really fun, like, spooky space movie, you know. And, the, again, the visual effects in this movie, you ha- I mean, you have to see this movie just for that, in my opinion. There's some really fun stuff. I mean, some of the CG stuff is pretty dated uh, and a little rough, but, like, the sets, the lighting in the sets, spooky. Spooky. Very atmospheric. A lot of it's not the CGI. It's not, well, not too bad at floating. all. I mean, the yes, floating yes. cups. Come the on, floating man. plastic bottle and cups was definitely the worst stuff. But I'm talking about, like, watching the spaceships floating yeah. outside in space. Like, for the most part, it was like, yeah, that actually looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, they didn't try to do... I, you know, I, I don't know where they usually go wrong, but usually ends up looking like PlayStation graphics, and this this looked fine. Well, they did, like, the, the, the cutaway scene where where um, the main character, like, opens up the, the, the window, and it, like, you know, sp- you know, kind of pans away from him, and you see the, the ship that he's on. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, it kind of threw a spin on there near the end, so, I mean, it kind of a little disorienting. Maybe that was obviously the what they were going for. They do it a couple of times, yeah. But it didn't look like PlayStation 1 graphics when they did that, you know? It, it looked, looked like PS2 graphics. Yeah, at least PS2. <laughs> <laughs> it took at least... You had, you had to change the disc to go to the next part of the... <laughs> First-generation PlayStation 3 graphics. Give it some credit here. <laughs> the loading screen was pretty awesome, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Dino Crisis 3 on the Xbox 360. That was 360, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. The special effects are solid for this flick. You know, just one, maybe two, three scenes where it's it's very meh. But for mm. overall, yeah, could be. Great looking. Sarah, you've been quiet. Yeah, well, I I figured you guys would have more fun talking about this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I... What do you want me to say? <laughs> like what about what aspect? What did you think about the movie in general? I thought it was highly entertaining, but maybe not. Mm, I had some problems with it. Not just because I I kind of have an issue with gore sometimes for personal reasons. I don't really like watching like skin getting ripped apart and all that. But I think. I don't know. I think it was unique for sure, which is like pretty much one of my highest praises I can oh, yeah. give anything. That's a good compliment. Uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It had uniqueness going for it. Yeah. Even with the things that were obviously taken from older movies, Aliens and Cube and uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey and... Uh, uh, other things like that. It was like, they weren't like, hey, look at this. Remember how good that was? Our movie is kind of like that. It was it was just kind of like subtle. Yes, yes. With the Lewis and Clark in particular, it was very subtle. But like, I mean, like like the cryotanks kind of had like this pattern going on in the background. It was very reminiscent of uh, certain things seen in Alien. Just in general. Yeah, like like them waking up in that one room and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just very alien. They gave it some subtle. spin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it wasn't they- like it hit you over the head. So... Not enough Doom references. Yeah. Want to see one of those floating beholder type guys that spit fireballs. Dude, that's how you just get. That's it. Yes, that would have been the answer for this movie for space travel. (laughs) Mind the spice. (laughs) 
Sam, Sam Neill's giant head floating around. <laughs> <laughs> so I love that movie, though. By the way, I love Doom. Yeah, I think what, we watched. Oh, you talking about Doom? I said Doom. Oh, D O M. I heard okay. you say that, and I thought Sorry. we were talking about Dune anyway. <laughs> both of them. But I actually love both things, though. Yes. I mean, yes, I haven't seen yes. the the Rocks movie, so I'm not sure how good that one There's is. There's one scene in it that's really cool. Yeah, that's good. Talking about the first person scene. Yeah, that's it. Ah. <laughs> That's the only one I want to all you need is, I'm sure it's even on YouTube if you look it up. It's the whole thing. <laughs> so I don't I don't really want to go through the entire plot like sure. we do. I do want to talk about the scenes that stuck out and like some of our favorite stuff. So cool. Jose, why don't you start us off here? What who's your favorite character and what moment really sticks out? Okay, so the moment that really sticks out for me is when Peters is in the medical bay and you know, everyone's gone. You've got um Justin. Justin passed out on the table, and she hears this like um, this weird whoosh sound. Like a what it is 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 a hand dragging across like a tent looking thing oh. in the middle of the room, um, and that's that's the first part where where you know I think got kind of eerie for me. Uh, besides the part where there's a recording like guy speaking Latin, that's always you know eerie. But um, <laughs> that's, why is you didn't grow Catholic? So scary? <laughs> I don't know. It just is. It just is. But uh, <laughs> the Latin part is when I knew I was in for a ride, and the yeah. part that 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 really was really eerie was that part in the medical bay with Peters. Um, so far as my favorite character, it's got to be Cooper. I hate you. <laughs> no, I'll back, I'll back up Jose. His quips. His quips, man. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not really. He's not really my favorite character. <laughs> he just did that because... <laughs> um, no, I mean, that's that's tough. Favorite character. It would have to be either Lawrence Fishbourne or or, um, or Sam Neill. They're, 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 they both did a great job in this film. They stand out, yeah. They eat yeah. the scenes up for sure. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. Totally. So you just like the uh, Peters in that scene because that's where the first, like, true creepiness comes in? Yeah, that's where it really kind of creeps in and, and, and uh, yeah. It's like it's a just, suspense, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah. That, that, I think that scene has, has the most suspense because after that you get a lot of jump scares that come out of nowhere. That one, you, you really see it build right. in that scene. And there is a jump scare in it, but it's it's hilarious. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, leading up to that, I'll be really the only spooky thing we see is Sam Neill is seeing his dead wife. Yeah. You know, and and so that could just be something that he himself is just dealing with. You know, like like an issue that he himself is dealing with. So truly, that scene that you're talking about is really where yeah yeah it's just like oh my god yeah <laughs> now what it's you, affecting other people yeah what do you think about the dead wife? You know, um, should have got over it. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, what do you think about well, that part of the story? Like, I understand that it, that it's it's a deep psychological thing, you know. But like the the CG missing the eyeballs thing, I don't. Know. That's the thing that's just like mm. like at first I'm like, oh, dude, this is kind of creepy, and then I see the you know CG died, you know, out her eyes, and I'm like, well, whatever. You know? <laughs> <laughs> totally, I'm out of this now. <laughs> Like I'm green patches room. over her eyes. They didn't yeah. make those contact lenses yet. No. I feel, you know, <laughs> it's just, that was it, though. I mean, everything else leading up to it was like, oh, sh- like, oh, crap, what's going to happen, you know? And then, oh, all right, you, you're just, 
You're badly CG'd. Later <laughs> we see Sam Neill, like, we see a close-up of his head after he's taken out his own eyeballs before he, like, sews them shut. And I feel like that was, like, a model. Like, because it was... It looked way more, like, fleshy than, yeah, uh, than, the, prior than the CGI wife did. Mm-hmm. So I I wonder if that is the case or if I uh, just like Sam Neill that much. No, the dude's cool. He's yeah. got he's got that. He was scary in it. He was real scary. Sa- Sam Neill definitely he he like he specializes in having that like ponderous or even just kind of like intense like he I'm sure he, when he's at home he's just staring at the wall very like intensely <laughs> or you know like like I just feel that he's always oh, he has this like <laughs> face where he's just like perplexed reflecting you know? yeah and just like existence <laughs> just like sitting there being and thinking <laughs> I think he probably sits around and thinks of knock knock jokes <laughs> it'd but be he's still funny not- if he wasn't like an intellectual but he always plays one <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll tell you what just hear him talk about something stupid <laughs> <laughs> guy who was in Harry Potter. What's that actor's name? Jason Isaacs. Jason Isaacs. There were like a few scenes in this where he walked into a room and I just wanted him to say something silly and just break (laughs) character. I mean, I was totally scared watching this movie the first time. This is like the first time I had ever seen it. And um, I remember when I was a teenager, my mom rented this on VHS because she watches everything that's sci-fi. Anyway, I uh, I walked into the room and she was like, get out. Like, oh, right damn. now, get out. Like, she didn't want me to see any of the, like, gore stuff. I don't know if she had already seen some of the, like, really gnarly stuff or what. Mm. And I was just like, what? And she's yeah. like, this movie is gross. You don't want to, you don't want to see it. But, yeah, my personal experience with it was that it was going to be horrifying and it is pretty gory. It is it is scary. And I did jump and you know yell things, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's not it's not as terrifying as I was expecting it to be as a teenager. <laughs> I don't think anything is really. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Totally. I was scared of just the concept of horror movies until I finally started watching them. And I haven't really seen anything that was, like, gave me nightmares or anything like that. You know, I I don't like jump scares, but that's just, I mean, seriously, who likes being startled besides Jose? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like- I actually really like horror movies. I love the idea of just jumping out of my chair, like... You know, jump scares kind of stuff. I don't know. It's it's. I get a kick out of it. I get a kick out. Mm, of it. I like being caught off guard as well. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. fun. It's <laughs> fun. <laughs> Stab him with a pencil. He wasn't expecting it. <laughs> uh, I counted at least fifteen jump scares in this movie. Uh, there were probably more that I just didn't count. Like there were there were a couple ones that they would do that like ah! you know that high sound effect and like flash the screen. Some of those were jump scares, but there were some that were, like, right one after the other. Oh, like, I don't it. think those really count. But that's a lot of jump scares. Just up in your face yeah. stuff. Yeah, good amount. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> Stretched out over an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a short movie. <laughs> they get a lot done. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, like, you were talking about <laughs> Jason Isaacs, and you wanted him to say something funny. I think he was the most non-comedic yet 
funny character because he kept doing things kept happening or he kept doing things unintentionally that were just like like when he when he drops the tray when he sees Justin yeah. oh no that to, is laugh out loud funny for me when he drops that tray yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I feel like if we saw the outtakes that he would be like just pretending to be shocked over and over again and like laughing and then like then just like drops it like one of the takes ended up working or something i don't know but it just i want to see him i want to see him crack up just trying to deliver this stuff seriously (laughs) it was a mistranslation i'm so sorry but like (laughs) probably see some harry potter interviews with him laughing or something like that like yes i'm a dark and mysterious character (laughs) yeah i don't know pull my finger dobby a weird moment for me for seeing this movie for the first time, or, or not for, excuse me, uh, seeing it once again, probably, it's been years probably since I've seen this movie, but like, just seeing Alfred's face from the Gotham TV show, just like, all up, all up in the screen all of a sudden, I was like, what? Like, it just, that was, that was very, it was a weird moment for me, because I was going to say like, something about Master Bruce. Master Bruce needed to go to space. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that was that was definitely a very interesting moment for me. That's Sean Pertwee. Yeah. yeah. We know him from elementary. Mm. He's been on like three times probably in the cool. last four seasons or something like that. Justin's yeah. character? Hmm? Justin's character? No, no, no. Uh Smith. Smith, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. The pilot. He's got a very uh his face is very recognizable. And that's what was ringing your bell. And we don't watch Gotham. No. <laughs> Why are you making fun of Aaron for watching Gotham? Oh, it's, it's all good. Man. I haven't seen, I've only seen season one. So. More of a Daredevil guy myself. No, that's all good, man. That's good. Uh, Daredevils, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Welcome to the Daredevil podcast. Uh, Aaron. <laughs> yes. Favorite character, favorite scene. Oh, man. It, they don't have to mix together. Uh, probably Lawrence Fishburne, I think, really stole the show for me on this one. Followed by closely, close second lead of Sam Neill. Favorite scene? Probably the dude from Harry Potter every time he's pulled something sharp out of nowhere. A needle. <laughs> Where'd you get that scalpel from? <laughs> I just happen to have it on me just in case somebody went kind of crazy. <laughs> just the overall atmosphere of the event horizon, the ship itself. It's just so like... Like, not what I would design a spaceship. There's, like, spikes <laughs> everywhere. Like, incredibly... Like, this is... Like, if space is a psychological thing, like, you probably want your ship to have, like, smiley faces somewhere. Or, like, you know, just a nice, like, motivational poster. Like, don't worry, everything's gonna be fine. Like in Moon. <laughs> like, you know... The robot in Moon with the yeah, smiley face. Yeah, right? yeah, or something, you know, you want... And, and and that's what's really cool about between the two different ships we see in this film. Like, one of them is very, you know, what you'd expect. Mm. What you'd expect a spaceship to look like. You know, the Lewis and Clark. And then there's the Event Horizon. It's like, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> it's like some sort of, you know, mildly HR Geiger, but not really. You know, there's just lots of spikes everywhere. And like, yeah. like when a door was closing, there was like these like really yeah. spiky things like going I completely going agree. I was thinking about that. <laughs> I was actually thinking about how Sam Neill says, you know, he built it or whatever, like he made it. And I was like picturing him like actually building <laughs> like with wood. And then I was thinking <laughs> and then I was thinking like how the 
how the heck did he make this ship that does this thing? And then I started wondering, like, was his motivation, like, to get back to his wife somehow? Like, and then I thought maybe he had, like, a witch's spell book. And that he used that to, like, enchant the ship while he was building it. Well, you see, it makes more sense if you watch the deleted scene off off the DVD. Um, you, you can't find it on the Blu-ray for whatever reason, but oh, it's on damn. the DVD. Okay. Where where he goes, like, in-depth and he makes a point that he's a huge Tim Burton fan. And while he's building the ship, he just uh. he just goes off. off, off he goes crazy. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> You had me going there for a moment. I even like leaned in a little bit. Like, if my head's closer, I'll take in all this information. I was like, Oh my god. I think what happened was he was building the ship, it was perfectly normal. You know, he built the drive, everything was normal. Then his wife kills himself or kills herself. Then they're like, Oh, oh, the ship's almost complete, sir. It's not dark enough. You need to make it darker. That's actually pretty good. No, that's, yeah, I like that. Yeah, metal spikes. I'm feeling really good about what it's looking like now. Sugar, spice, and everything Tim Burton. I mean, just, you know, <laughs> this is a PG-13 podcast. So I say this with uh, knowing what I'm doing. Why the f- Do you have a room full of spikes? A room full of spikes where you they've already shown that the gravity could be shut off on, and nobody gets impaled on one. Not a single person. You can count the number of near misses. Maybe they just have on these. maybe you just, they just want us to be like <gasps> like every time someone fell near one, like <gasps> like every time just on I the mean, edge of well, our you seat. See, once again, if that was a point, that worked, <laughs> <laughs> but it also made me mad. <laughs> what were you gonna say? No, my theory is just that they're a little worried that maybe people would lose attention, so they put these spikes there so people would you know. Think mm. that there'd be some impalement in the movie, oh, yeah, and they kind of stay in the seats keep you interested. until the impalement <laughs> happens. That room is super boring without the spikes. It's only got a huge spinning spear in it with a dimensional portal to <laughs> hell or whatever. No, there's no reason. People like impalement, or at least Joel does. I do. I'm in space. Show me some impalement. Then <laughs> Jason X has an impalement. Come on. I don't know exactly what. This movie's like for me, but I have to say I've never seen the idea of like hell combined with the idea of space. Spoilers, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I kind of I was talking to Joel about this earlier, and like I was trying to figure out if they were saying that hell is a tangible place, like that they went to like if that was if that was the destination or if they were saying that scientifically you could explain the idea of hell through through a dimension that was chaotic that was like hell or something maybe i'm overthinking it <laughs> but i think it's very unique storytelling whatever the idea was do you guys think that like stuff that has hell in it as the scary element is like scarier because of the, like, I don't know. The Conjuring is pretty damn scary, you know? I think there's some some films to use it effectively. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, the supernatural, I mean, the idea that you can't fully comprehend what's coming at you is very powerful. And um, there's certain symbolism things with, with hell that, you know, 
I, even though we know, you know, well, you know, based mm-hmm. on religion or whatever, you know, the idea that it's supposed to be fiery or that there's demons and Sam Neil, yeah, and Sam Neil, his eyes sewn shut, <laughs> Malbolsha, <laughs> with a nail gun staring at you. <laughs> and yeah, spawn. it's spooky. It's spooky. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely spawns hell. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Talk about Clown John Leguizamo. Talk about bad. Yeah, talk about bad CG, man. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, tell you about. <laughs> I don't find the concept of hell scary. I do think the concept of like demonic powers and uh, an agent of chaos that simply wants to wants to hurt, wants to make people suffer, is scary. So, Exorcist that has that's scary. Because it's like, she gets taken over, and this is a demon, like, your body is gone, like, this is now something else. And uh, the concept of Hellraiser is scary, because that's literally creatures who their intention is only to torture. And then you got Dead Alive. <laughs> I mean, that's just zombies, man. Alright, Evil Dead. Or is that still zombies? Uh, I don't know what Dead Evil Dead is. Dead 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 are more demons. And they're like from Dimension, yeah. They're another dimensional thing. Yeah. I feel like I didn't grow up thinking about the concept of hell or the devil as being, like, real or, like, anything. Um, I have a unique perspective on that, probably different from most Americans. <laughs> but the idea of using hell or the devil or a demon as, like, a bad guy is kind of weird for me. It's like it's like Santa Claus or something. I don't know how to explain <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, I wasn't brought up learning about hell, even though I was brought up in a Christian religion. So maybe that's why it doesn't really have an effect on me. You don't think of it as having an impact? No. I was basically told that uh, Christ died for my sins and therefore I'm going to heaven. (laughs) I shouldn't be a bad person. (laughs) See, different. I was was always told I was going to hell. <laughs> what? So, what? I'm going to, I'm, next time I'm at your house, I'm going to talk to your mother and ask her if she said. <laughs> Wait, why? So, so, why? So, why? So, so the Exorcist had a big impact on me, and all these like demonic movies definitely, you know, scared me. But but yeah, just different religious upbringing for me. Well, I, I, oh my god! I just, I just think that uh, you know, hell, hell means suffering. Who wants to suffer? You know, that true, just sounds like true. a really bad. Nah, man, I don't want. It. <laughs> like you know, and, and so like when that element is in a film, it's just it, it it just rams it home for me. Where it's just like, oh yeah, I don't want to suffer. No way. Oh wait, this sucks. Oh, they're suffering. You know. Yeah. I don't want to see people suffer. And yeah, you know, there, yeah. And there it is happening in front of you. Yeah. Unbeknownst of your control, a whole bunch of people I know on the internet have been watching the movie Nothing But Trouble, and I just want to reach through the internet and be like, stop, stop it. Don't watch that movie. What is wrong with you? You know, I'm sorry. I don't know what that movie is. You don't know what nothing but nothing but trouble with uh, okay. Dan, Dan Aykroyd. I'm sorry. I don't know it. That's okay. Never watch it. Okay. Never, never, never. Okay. I don't know if it fits into the purview of our of our. That's fine. Podcast. But it's never going to happen. <laughs> nothing but trouble. Well, I know what I'm watching tomorrow. Good. You go ahead. Dan, I don't care Dan. about you. I care about those strangers <laughs> on the internet. Dan, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> If I had been trapped on this spaceship, I would have been hiding in a corner with like a book of Latin phrases trying to like <laughs> trying to spell trying your way to out. be able to like talk to something like hey 
Like, <laughs> can you let me out of here? <laughs> <laughs> that Latin part was just kind of throwaway because it just turned out to be that captain for some reason had a, la- a Latin fetish. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure it even had anything to. Because when Sam Neill is full on, I'm part of this thing now, he doesn't say th- that it is literally hell or the concept of it. It's like pure chaos, pure evil. So. Hell, the human concept of evil, but just some type of dimension of chaos. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, I don't want to go there. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. Nah. Maybe on vacation. You're you're going to buy one of those expensive Hawaiian shirts? Yeah. Go check it out. Yeah. Nah, not me. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Lots of stuff going on there. I'd stop by on the way to somewhere, but not vacation there. Oh, like, stop at the gift shop. <laughs> stop at the gift shop. I went to the, I went to the chaos dimension. And all I got was this lousy T-shirt. <laughs> That's cool stuff. So, what was your most memorable scene? Or Wait, I want to ask you first. Oh, what okay. was your favorite Sorry, character? Your I'm first not trying memorable. to like take the lead. I know you're not, but <laughs> stop taking the lead. <laughs> first of all. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the most memorable scene for me is when he remembers, like, his wife's suicide again. And I think that it kind of was reminiscent of that scene in The Shining for me. And I don't know why there's, like, hmm, this, like, naked lady that's, like, menacing for some reason. Very shining <laughs> Yeah. Naked ladies in bathtubs always menacing now. Thanks to The Shining and this movie. <laughs> I'm sure there are other ones. Oh yeah, and, and uh, well, that's not a. That's in what lies beneath. She's like paralyzed in the bathtub. Is she's almost drowning? Never mind. That's not really her fault. Sorry, Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> so I retract my answer for memorable, memorable scene. Okay, your favorite part is the intro. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> the intro is the most memorable thing from this. The intro and and the end credits. The outro. <laughs> Intro, yeah. outro, and Cooper. I think those were all, <laughs> those, those were all in a bag. Those all had the same feel. Like it came from the same producer and said, "Wait, yeah. we need like, this." Yeah, he's like, uh, "You know what this movie needs? We needs we need some comedies reliefs. Uh, so get that get you you that with a porn mustache. Come over here. So you're in the movies now. I, I've had the CD stuck in my car for weeks. <laughs> weeks, I tell you. Yeah, it's got some real beasts in it. <laughs> uh, that's not really the soundtrack we're going for. Let's put it in somewhere. I don't care where." So yeah. yeah, yeah, dude. It was really jarring there at the end with some <laughs> the nineties rave music just begins with the credits. It does not fit the tone at all for this movie. Just every time I show it to friends, I skip the intro <laughs> every single time because it just kills the mood. <laughs> you forget about it. Like it, it kind of just launches you out of it once the intro is done, but. Then you get to the end, you're like, oh, yeah. You should do your own re-edit with different music. <laughs> Put in some John Carpenter instead. So what were you actually going to say? No, I was going to say that. No, you <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I was going to say was the I'm intro. I'm going to stab you with a pencil. Fine, again. fine. End credits. That's what okay. I was going to say. <laughs> no, the scene in the medical bay stands is my most memorable, but the intro is just... If not more memorable. It's, it's unforgettable. That's it is, for sure. Yeah. I'm going to play <laughs> that song at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> this is how they would have wanted it. <laughs> 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 
So uh, you talking about The Shining? That's another movie that had like this. This uh, movie, you know, had some influences from obviously, including that part with the blood, which I liked your comment. And uh, at the end, when they're escaping the ship, medical bay, for some reason, is filling up with blood instead of the green liquid. <laughs> Where did it come from? <laughs> He's blood. Where, where did it come from? What'd you say? Oh, I said I got a taste in my mouth that was, like, involuntary, and I was thinking, oh, God, am I, like, imagining the taste of blood in my mouth? And then I was like, no, it's tomato juice. <laughs> and I, I just really hate the taste of tomato juice, but that, like, scene where the red's coming down, I just, like, inv- I just have, like, a sensory reaction to it. This midnight film was brought to you by V8. <laughs> yeah, exactly. V8's gross. Yeah, it's, like, it salty. I like it, but it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I can I can drink it, but it's like one in four, one in four people. Yeah, (laughs) doctors show that one in four people love V8. That's some good numbers right there. Quarter of the population. I don't know. I I just remember being you know a little kid and seeing a V8 commercial of all these veggies going into the can, and I was like, I really want that. I want those veggies. Did that commercial end with him pouring a huge thing of salt in it, too? Cause no, I don't remember the salt part, but I'm <laughs> fairly certain. That, that was really effective marketing for you. Yeah. 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 They got me. I just wanted Pop-O-Matic trouble. You know? Like, ah, delicious V8. <laughs> what if I didn't have to eat all the vegetables? <laughs> that was the whole point of it. <laughs> I'm tired of chewing on these things. What if I could just slip them down my throat? <laughs> mm. uh, maybe that's what you really wanted. You wanted to be able to slip them like like he was slipping the vegetables into the can. You wanted to yep. put them into your throat individually. Pretty much, man. Sword swallower. I was definitely very influenced by commercials at an early age. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. What about a character? Did a character stand out to you, Sarah? Mm, I liked Jolie Richardson's character the best. She seemed like she had a, a semi-level head and, like, uh, she was trying to help. And maybe if she'd been in more dramatic scenes, I would have not liked it as much. But mm-hmm. what's her what's her name? Mm, uh, Peters. Peters. Peters was in all these super dramatic scenes where it was, like, thinking about her kid and other yeah. mama bear stuff. Papa <laughs> yeah. bear, mama bear. You know, both of those uh, females were very capable in this movie, which is... The, for a female. For a female, exactly. For a science fiction movie, for anything like that. You know, it's like... <laughs> sure, sure, we had scenes with them in uh, their... Whatever. Their, I, it's not even underwear, what they're wearing. They're, they're underclothes equipment. Undergarments. But it's not like they're trying to be sexualized or anything like or that. Space, space well, those pajamas. are full on nineties underwear. Oh, those are like Calvin Klein's. Oh, yeah. Oh. So it was meant to be sexualized. I don't know. Oh. Let's rewatch yeah. the movie. No, <laughs> I didn't get it. But, but those shorts that Sam Neill is wearing—that was meant to be sexualized. They were like high. They were like James Bond shorts. Yeah. They were like short old, this man. way and high this way. <laughs> Space pants. Men are talking. (laughs) 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 He's got the same body type as Sean Connery. Now think about it. They're both kind of barrel chested. Yeah, shorts. They're skinny, skinny legs. Gonna slip out of this chamber or break them. That's one of the notes I wrote. He's got barrel chested. (laughs) What does that mean? 
Uh, just like his chest is like like slightly larger than it looks like it, it should be, almost like. Does like, it mean like round? No. It's like a. Sorry, we don't have to talk. Look about at Daniel this. Craig. Okay. Okay. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> all, all James Bonds have barrel chests. Is that what we're saying now? <laughs> Look at, Dan- Look at Daniel Craig. Okay. Oh, well, Sarah just left. <laughs> Bye, guys. Just turned on Casino Royale. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Let's talk about Cooper. The best character you mean? Let's talk about why was Cooper in this movie? Because we needed comedy relief? Is that... Well, he first he offered some. He had a towel on. He was offered some some coffee, some coffee. right? Mm-hmm. right? Also, not and black inside you. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, if not, do you want some coffee? <laughs> <laughs> he was like the Bill Paxton from Aliens in this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah that's I it. That. I couldn't have said it better. That's it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I find Cooper so irritating because he was saying things that, like, it didn't fit the tone of the movie, in my opinion, at all. Well, like, they they all had goofy moments, but he was saying stuff. He was there so that Sam, when Sam Neill was talking about science stuff, Yeah, he could look at the audience and be like, yeah. you know, raise like, his hands, like, what's this all about? <laughs> don't go saying anything about physics. <laughs> like, what? Come on. He played the role of the audience in this week's exactly. <laughs> God damn, Daniel, don't go saying physics on us. Yes, that's true. I thought that uh, Smith was the audience, just generally pissy. <laughs> Wearing a knitted cap. <laughs> the real thing. <laughs> uh, Lawrence Fishborn was generally pissy. You keep calling Fishborn. Fishburn? Yes. Man, I like Lawrence Fishburn, though. I think he's a good actor. Yeah. He did an awesome job, in my my opinion, in this movie. Did you watch Hannibal at all? The TV series? No. Is he in that one, too? He he kills it. He's so good. Badass. Yeah. Cool. All right, then. Another reason why I need to watch this one. Highly recommended. Cool, cool. I'll get on that. Doesn't whistle enough, though. Got that that's, that's gap, gap between his teeth. He should be a whistling. <laughs> it's one of those people I'm self-conscious, like, do I look like that person? No, no. no, no. <laughs> yeah. If this you is, have a gap in the front of your teeth, you like you notice when other people have a gap in the front of their teeth. She's got a list of stars that she's just like, oh, no, like Louis Anderson and Lawrence Fishburne and <laughs> who else? I don't, you know what? doesn't matter. You don't look like any of those people. <laughs> okay. All right. If anyone looks like Louie Anderson here, it's probably me. <laughs> Dude, I've been watching so much of that show lately. You like, guys are racing on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it all started, it just, it was like a YouTube, like, trap where me and my wife were just watching Eek the Cat, and then it led to like, oh, Life with Louie, cool, let's watch that. Oh, that was really funny. The next one, the next one, the next one! Mm-hmm. And, and now, now we just totally talk and, like, Louie coded each other. We're just like, <laughs> we're just like, oh, Cookie Mania! It's pretty bad, but mm-hmm. I love it. Every minute of it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Cooper. Anyway. 
My favorite character was Sam Neill. I guess we all didn't really fish for too much. Sarah was the only one who didn't pick one of those guys. But he's just so good. Like, the first time I saw him in a movie was Jurassic Park, and he's his character is so... He's kind of selfish at first, and, you know, then he goes through that hardship, and, like, all of a sudden he's, like, the good guy, and we, we love him. At the end, we're like, oh, yeah, Sam Neill, thank you so much. Then you see him in this movie, you're like, yeah, Sam Neill, that's awesome, you're doing really, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't open that door. <laughs> uh, don't rip out your eyeballs. <laughs> don't rip out somebody else's eyeballs. He's pretty metal in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. was scary. I found him to be particularly scary. He was frightening. <laughs> As a bad guy. I mean, if I woke up in the middle of the night, he was standing over the bed, I would be terrified, yes. But, uh, I don't know. He's such a nice guy in Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'm a swell fella. Yeah. And my favorite scene is when Cooper almost dies. No, wait. Uh, <laughs> Dude, his spacesuit had a giant button on it that said Purge, by the way. And it was, like, blinking. Wait. Like, what? Cooper's? Cooper's spacesuit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's part, right. of the, part of the air tank system, like, For, just a big Purge. So purge, that could and it was, like, blinking. fly off into space. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm coming back, mother effers. My greatest line in the movie. Come on, man. Come on. Uh, I think my favorite scene is when Justin walks into the airlock and then everything that follows from there. You know, you you were saying it was weird that they were calling them like uh, baby bear and mama bear. Uh, it's just supposed to give a familial, like, everybody's family. These guys have been working together for so long kind of thing. I got a real militaristic vibe from them all, too. Like, those jumpsuits were, like, full-on pilot, like, jumpsuits. Yeah. They did a really good job of making it seem like there was a lot of... There was a lot of story to each of these characters. Like, when we see uh, Jason Isaac, DJ, his shirt gets opened up on one of the medical tables, and he's got a huge scar like from the middle of his chest all the way down to his belly and there's no explanation we don't know what's going on there there's <laughs> some history there and like uh you know like you said military stuff they talk about how the last two times we've been out here we lost both ships and you've got us out here again so obviously they've been through a bunch of stuff yeah they've been through a lot of stuff yeah we don't know what's going on with uh with peters and uh denny her son denny <laughs> Uh, watching old videos. I don't like that in movies. It was definitely implied that there was a custody thing going on. Right. That much, that much is, that much is clear. It all lost their family. Like, she had lost her, part of her family because of her job, probably, and Dr. Weir had lost his wife because yep. he was obsessed with work. What I'm saying is, Jose, you need to quit your job before your family forgets you. <laughs> you have to stop working on this dimensional jumping machine that you're working on. Hey, you built me that computer the other day, and it was just full of spikes. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> and lights. Ow! It's defense mechanism. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good explanation. You, you were saying that, yeah. <laughs> he thought he was building something that would keep him out, but it turned out they really like spikes in the <laughs> other dimension. Didn't work. 
Like, ooh, this place is spiky. It looks nice. Let's go. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be on a ship that looked like that. No like, way. Like what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, they did a really good job of making it feel like, oh, no, I'm going to go back to Lewis and Clark. They did a really good job of making it feel very, uh, I don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, like in, in Star Trek, the doors are like rounded yeah. and like smooth happy. opening and closing, like pleasant feeling. It even makes like a happy noise, like an almost like Hitchhiker's Guide, you know? Ah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Your spaceship should be really happy because space is really dangerous. <laughs> mm. <You> <laughs> To counter the spikes are there is like a warning. Hey, these are closing. Don't stick your head through this. I guess that's true. It's <laughs> there for a reason. It's got explosives. It's got spiky doors, and it's got huge it's other got spikes. Portable guillotines everywhere. Hey, space is serious. <laughs> uh, you know, another another opportunity. Keeps you on the edge. That hallway that leads into the actual like the core chamber. Sure. Is like it looks like it's just a room full of spinning blades too. You know, yeah. it's just all over the walls. That could have been lost gravity all of a sudden, and like, oh. <laughs> that, that was like the closest thing to like some sort of haunted house room was the spinning blade room. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised no one gets shot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly what you said. <laughs> oh man! In part two, they can do all that stuff. Event Horizon two. Yep, we're gonna make it. The Horizoning with Kevin Sorbo. Hellraiser meets Event Horizon. Meets Freddy. Meets Jason. Oh, nice. Meets Harry. Meets Sally. At the end of this movie, are they still on the Event Horizon? Yes. Yeah. They're using that they, pod as the escape. Yeah. Because they blew up. Yeah, they, they, they triggered the, the ship. explosion. Or they, the explosive devices and divided the ship in two. Mm. But wouldn't they be scared that it was still possessed or something? Hmm. That's true. I mean, good point. I mean, they did say the ship was alive. It was partially possessed because they turned all that green barber shop uh, antiseptic stuff into blood. It was kind of like Christine or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was like it blows off like the the elevator in The Shining. Yeah. Oh, you mean the possessed ship is like Christine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just wanted Lawrence Fishburne to be happy, so it killed all <laughs> killed those bullies. Sam Neill just looks, at the end, he just looks like Pinhead without the pins. Yeah, I mean, pretty right? much. Yeah, in my opinion. He looks I agree. Really much, much he look, so like a Xenobite. He looks badass, but... Yeah. <laughs> badass. <laughs> He's got all those lines all over his face. It's cool. Yeah, dude, Space Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies. <laughs> what do you think of this? <laughs> It's probably one of the main reasons my mom didn't like this movie is probably because she likes Sam Neill and she was like at the end of this was just like gross. Mm. (laughs) 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 Now she should watch Oh, what is that movie with the Never mind, never mind. It's a more it's a movie where Morgan Freeman is a bad guy. I'm talking about it's Sphere. Got, it's got aliens in it. Oh. What? I don't know. I saw That's Sphere Jackson. around the time this was oh, yeah, yeah. in Jackson. the theater, I think. Yeah, Sphere is another science fiction type. I think that must have come in the 2000s. No. No, it was definitely in the 90s. I saw it in the theater. Me too. In my junior year, senior year. I really liked the book, Sphere, even though I don't like marine life. And it, like, features pretty heavily in there. But the movie's just... I think that was... Yeah, I went and saw that with a bunch of kids from high school, too. And we just, like, 
We're like, screw this movie. We just started talking in the middle of theaters. It was pretty bad. That was very bad etiquette for me. Once they kill off Queen Latifah, you're like, boo. Yeah, that movie. (laughs) Jose, what do you think about Queen Latifah? She's great in Taxi. I second that. (laughs) Get out of my house. So it's, uh, you know, is there anything else you guys want to touch on before we uh, start closing up on this stuff? I, I just really like this movie as a horror. Like, it's enjoyable. It's not without its problems, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's great. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I can count the problems with the movie on one hand that I think are actual issues. Uh, one of them happens to be one of the few characters, but <laughs> but otherwise, I think it's fine. Like, the the other problems are so minor, you could just yeah. ignore them. Exactly. And I am probably just have a huge stick up my butt about that character. I, I'm sure everybody else is like, Cooper, yeah, Cooper's gonna make it! I don't know. If you're a fan of horror, watch this, for sure. Dim the lights, turn up the volume, and you're bound to have a good time. Yeah, snuggle into your loved one. And gouge out your eyes. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad I finally saw it. I I think it was pretty good. I like the idea of space horror, and I think this this film exactly covered everything I, I, I would want. So yeah, I would say go see it. It's a good time. Is there any other space horror that is, com- I mean, well, duh, alien, but I was just thinking, like, hmm... Like haunted house in space kind of thing. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Like this is it, pretty much. Mm. I mean, there could be other ones, but I think there was that with Soul. Is that what it's called? Soul S O L. I think that that's one. Or maybe yeah, I think that yeah, basically rocket ship going to the sun. It's kind of a sunshine. Oh, that's it. Yeah, sunshine. Yeah. That's exactly what I was oh, thinking. You're, you're thinking uh, the Spanish title for it, but yeah, uh, yeah, El Sol, El Sol. <laughs> yeah, sunshine. That one's kind of similar, I guess. Mm. Spoilers. It's Danny Boyle. Yeah. That's, uh, we should watch that one too. Yeah. I like it. I've never seen it. I've never, I've never seen that one. I heard it's good. Except for the ending. But everything else good. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a pretty big movie snob and I think that people should watch this if they're, yeah, if they're into like a, a horror and a, and a quick movie. Cause it's only, it's like 90 minutes or maybe even less than that. It's so quick. And it's fun. And it's like the acting is good. Like, I, I couldn't have gone asked ask for anything more. I don't think anyone is bad out of that cast except for Cooper. <laughs> Everything else is fine. You just don't like coffee. Cooper! <laughs> I don't like coffee. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he just was acting so weird. <laughs> like when he, like Sam Neill, like comes out of the thing, hey, Doc, you want some coffee? I mean, he was a military what? guy. You want some coffee? This guy just woke up from like a coma, man. Leave him alone. <laughs> okay, your loss. <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> I need to cut out all my stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, somebody pull my eyeballs out. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for picking this one, Jose. Yeah. Yeah, Thank thanks. <laughs> Good stuff. So, email. If you want to email us any suggestions, we'd really appreciate that because we're always looking for more interesting titles to watch. Fantasy or science fiction, you can pick in between. And uh, that's actually something I, I wouldn't mind talking about a little bit. When I, wh- What do you think the line is 
for a fantasy or, or science fiction. Obviously, movies that have magic, those fit into fantasy, Harry so Potter. anything like that. Demons, I think, are fine. Angels and demons. I think angels are, too. You know, we've already covered two movies with angels in it, right? We've got... Angels of the Outfield? No. 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 The Bishop's Wife and a different one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Did I just make up a different one? <laughs> what was the other one? We've seen... I, thought, I think we've seen two movies with angels yeah. in it, right? Or... Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Science fiction, like we've done the super sci-fi stuff, like this one I think qualifies to that because we're not capable of inner space travel. We're not capable of dimensional hopping. And then we've handled things with very little science fiction, like uh, LFO, which was the second movie we watched, where a basic science fiction concept that was actually very terrifying because it's like, for all we know, it could happen. Yeah. Very realistic. Did you watch LFO? No. You should see that movie. <laughs> LFO, got yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's it is definitely worth a watch. Yeah. Once. <laughs> One time. Yeah. One time around. Uh, anyway, so send in your suggestions. Uh, email address is please don't podcast at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Outer Space Pod. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com uh, slash please don't send me Never remember. Uh, Facebook.com slash P-D-S-M-I-O-S. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, uh, SoundCloud. If you get your podcast from iTunes, please leave us a star rating or a written rating. We would just really appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you for listening, no matter what you do. Cool. 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 Yeah, thanks Anybody for listening. Anybody want to plug anything? Uh... You should probably come and check out my shop if you're in Ventura. It's uh, Seth's Games and Anime. It's pretty cool. We got anime, games, comic books. Do they have a website? Yeah. Sethsventura.com. Sethsventura.com. You guys ship out stuff? Yeah, we ship out. Definitely. There you go. Check that out. Sethsventura.com. S-E-T-H-S Ventura.com. Yeah. Come on in. Very cool. Thank you guys for having me on the show again. Yeah, you're awesome. You want to yeah, follow Jose on Twitter? It's it, at pedestrian first. Okay, sorry. It, it's <laughs> um, if, yeah, yeah. But please, it'll be shifted into private. So <laughs> private. I'm pretty good. At, I'm pretty good at the Twitter. Uh, if you guys want to follow me, I'm at no way Jose. Um, and he's making this up. <laughs> and I, I can't wait to be back on when we watch Time Crimes. Nice. Oh, nice. Hey, good choice. Yeah, yeah we should let's do, that do that for that. sure. Yeah. Totally. All right. So until next week, what did we learn from this movie? Oh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Who wants to go first? What lesson did we learn from Event Horizon this week? Everyone's looking at me right now. Oh, by the way, uh, the next, next week we're probably going to be watching a movie with the person who wrote our intro and outro music, David. Uh, he's picked a movie called Space Raiders. I don't, we don't know anything about it, so but that's exactly what he wanted. He wanted a movie that we didn't know anything about, and we're just going to get in there and see what it's like. And that should be the next episode. Anyways, lesson. You're not out of it. My lesson is stay on the Lewis and Clark. Stay on a cool spaceship. Right there that's down. my lesson for this movie. <laughs> a nicer spaceship. Yep. <laughs> Find a nice spaceship. Stay on that one. Good idea. <laughs> Sarah, Jose. I'll go. Sam Neill isn't nice when he isn't around Ellie Sattler. <laughs>
<laughs> like it has to be Ellie Sandler or can it be Laura Dern? No, Ellie Sandler. Okay, it has to be her character from the movie. Okay. Can't be like Laura Dern from Blue Velvet. From Blue Velvet. That's <laughs> she's from Blue Velvet. Right. She's a nice girl. It has to be, yeah, no, she's, she's a nice, big girl. Great girl, but Ellie Sandler's not putting up with anything though. No. Kick that uh Kyle McLaughlin to the curb. <laughs> you wanna go last, huh? I usually do, but I can go before you if you want. No, it's okay. We could always edit this to make it seem like you <laughs> you went before Joel. Uh, I could do one for you. No. Uh, I think the lesson is... No, sorry. <laughs> uh, my lesson for this movie is don't be afraid of spiky things. Because <laughs> they probably aren't going to hurt you. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that certainly applies to this movie, but I don't know if that's a, I don't know if we should be testing that theory. We were at the zoo, and there were some plants with huge thorns on them that were like right within reach of the path, and I was like, "Man, I I am so clumsy. I'm just going to run my arm into one of those things. I know it. Like, oh, look at the giraffe. Oh my god, there's blood." <laughs> So, yes, yeah, spikes no longer dangerous thanks to Event Horizon. Very good. Very good. My lesson is if you see a big puddle, a vertical puddle, not horizontal, but vertical puddle okay. of black stuff, don't stick your freaking hand in there. Just don't do it. Okay? In fact, just stay away from all liquids. Just from now on. <laughs> okay, Joel. I'll and stay also. Away from all liquids. If you hear a weird sound, go get somebody else. <laughs> that goes space, for space, every horror movie. Use the buddy movie. system. Yeah, it's buddy exactly system. Space should have a buddy system. You're right. Yeah. I think. I think uh, DJ <laughs> DJ was supposed to be your buddy, and that's why he was all like Peters. Uh, oh Peters. my god. <laughs> okay, we'll see you next week, folks. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.